all can be seated. I invite you to pray with me. May all the gifts and blessings God provides for us show us how to better take care of ourselves so that we may better show up in the world faithfully, peacefully, and guided by the light and love of God. Amen. Our first reading comes from the book of Song of Songs. You have taken my heart, my sister, my bride. You have taken my heart with a glance of your eyes, with a single jewel of your necklace. How beautiful is your love, my sister, my bride. How much better is your love than wine and the fragrance of your oils than every spice. Nectar drops from your lips, my bride. Honey and milk are under your tongue. The fragrance of your garments is like the fragrance of Lebanon, a garden locked is my sister, my bride, a garden locked, a fountain sealed. Your limbs are an orchid of pomegranates with luscious fruits, henna with nard, nard and saffron, calamus and cinnamon, with all kinds of frankincense trees, myrrhs and aloes, with all superior spices, a garden fountain, a well of living water and flowing streams from Lebanon. the word of the Lord. A reading from the Gospel of John. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, woman, what concern is that to you and to me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Now standing there were six stone water jars for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to them, fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. He said to them, now draw some out and take it to the chief steward. So they took it. When the steward tasted the water that had become wine and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the steward called the bridegroom and said to him, everyone serves the good wine first and then the inferior wine after the guests have become drunk. But you have, but you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this, the first of his signs in Cana of Galilee and revealed his story, and his disciples believed him. This is the word of the Lord. Okay, so before I actually do the sermon thing, we're going to watch a quick video. I just wanted to let y'all know before you just get glee thrown in your face. Okay, I'm all for flair, but these Valentine's Day decorations are just tacky. I mean, what the hell is this supposed to be? It's clearly puppy love. It's cute. Come on. Oh, Okay, Adorable. It's, it's a simple excuse to sell candy and greeting cards on a holiday. Not true. People have been celebrating Valentine's Day for centuries and call me a hopeless romantic, but it's my favorite holiday. Really? I think there's something really great about a day where you're encouraged to just lay it all on the line and say to somebody, I'm in love with you. Just a little clip. Um, so, as I assume we are all aware, um, at least partially, sometimes a little begrudgingly. Um, Valentine's Day was yesterday. That was a little bit of a hint. 
Um, and whether it's your favorite holiday or you'd rather pass, I do agree with the clip I just showed up there. I think there's something really great about a day where you're just encouraged to lay it all out on the line and say to somebody, I'm in love with you. And as demonstrated in the readings we just heard, there are so many different ways to show and express love. Also, if you want like a fun challenge, try to count how many times you hear the word love during the sermon. It's, it's just a little fun challenge. Um, but after hearing all that, that leaves us with a question. What is love? And how does that relate to what we heard in a more concrete sense? So as per Song of Songs, chapter four, love is something that is beautiful, captivating, and very natural. From John, we see the Gospel of John. We see love represented in a wedding so enjoyable that they find themselves in need of more wine, which I feel like is a good indication that something is enjoyable. And more largely, we know that love is the basis for Christianity. They will know we are Christians by our love. So great, we now know what it is. So what do we do with it? Love can be a really lofty word, kind of a heavy thing that a lot of us have to navigate. In a lot of typical romantic relationships, it's a big deal to say the L word and is often considered a milestone in that relationship. Like, oh my gosh, did you say it? Oh, you finally said it type deal. And love can also feel like a standard that we're held to. Well, if you love this band so much, name five of their songs right now, quickly. Or if you really love your country, you'll go and fight for it. And then in art, in media, especially music, we are bombarded with all these things to do with love. If you love me, let me go. Love is all you need. Your love is my drug. Love will tear us apart. I'll spend my whole life loving you. Love is an open door. So many things. And it can get kind of really confusing. So like, is love a thing? Is it something to do? And if so, like, am I doing it right? Am I doing it wrong? What do I do if it's given to me? Like, where does it even come from? And that kind of leads us back to the readings we just heard. And they've taught us a few kind of important things about love. So the first big thing that stood out to me in Song of Songs is that love is natural. In the passage, the feelings of love are likened to nectar, honey, pomegranates, saffron, cinnamon, flowing streams, and a bunch of other plants and substances from nature. This pretty much proves that love is one of the most natural things that exist in this world that we inhabit. So whether you're vegan or gluten-free, love is organic, free-range, home-brewed, non-GMO goodness that comes right from nature and all the things that are connected from it, which includes love. So if at any time you're in a situation where you're feeling a drought of compassion or empathy or the different forms that love can take within yourself or a space that you're in, just know that there is a well of love bubbling up inside you ready to flow out. Just as God has created nature and the love that flows through it, we have been given the same love and access to it through our own beings and our own power. So now, is that it? No, of course not. It's only been like two minutes. I gotta keep going. Um, love is also something that is really transformational. Just as we see water transformed into wine, because, you know, transformational, it's kind of the same vibe, we see that love can be something that is incredibly transformational in our lives and in the lives of others. Um, in the wedding story, love can act as just kind of this transformational source of the event, allowing the wedding to go on even longer and share love for longer than it would have been without the more wine. <laughs> um, Personally, nothing can change my day or my week quicker than a little, little splash of love. Um, yesterday, I had a friend who put on his story, like, 
click this orange heart and I will send you a message of love. Like whoever you are, and this is a friend I haven't seen in a few years, but someone who I really hold dear, and he sent me this really beautiful paragraph of all these moments that I had forgotten that we had shared together. And like whether it's a compliment or a funny meme or a surprise care package, these small instances of sharing love can completely reframe your headspace and your way of thinking, whether it's just that day or if it carries on. I'm gonna be thinking about that message that he sent me for a really long time. So it can be something that really does impact kind of your course and your mindset. And also, I've recently been watching a ton of Queer Eye, as one does. <laughs> and not only is that show literally all about spreading the like love is love vibes that we all love, but also the Fab Five literally use the love they have for their different abilities and crafts to transform people's lives. Whether it's a couple getting engaged or years of built up trauma finally being released through the compassion that they experience, love has irrevocably impacted these people. This is extremely relevant to the Bible passage. I know you didn't think I'd go from five, Fab Five to Bible, but we're doing it. Um, but it's extremely relevant because this is the world's introduction to Jesus as a miracle worker, which I feel we can all agree has had some very powerful and irrevocable consequences on like history and everything else. So quick recap, love is natural and transformational. Okay, thank you for your time. I'm, I'm kidding. Um, a sermon would not be a sermon if there isn't an action item. So now what do we do? Now we have to choose what we do with this love that comes from nature and that can be so transformational in our lives and others. We have to choose what we do with it faithfully. The urge society has kind of like trained us all into is to give it and share it with a dog, with a friend, in romance, in the form of donations, in the form of time, or like to share your love for a living or for so many just various things that we're kind of shown. And I kind of want to challenge that. Not because there's anything wrong with any of those, but because you can't give love that you don't have. One of the readings I didn't end up choosing for today um, ended with this line, um, and I shall read it to y'all. It is, for the one who must plow should plow in hope, and whoever threshes should thresh in the hopes of partaking. And as someone who has worked with a lot of Shakespeare, I have interpreted that in the context of this sermon to mean those who make and give love should also partake in that love. Long story short, self-love. Letting the love that naturally forms within us and that is just so crucial to who we are, let it be sown into the nature around us and fuel us and replenish us in a way that nothing else really can. Because chocolate is nice, but it's not love. And if we take that love and give it to ourselves, we can better and more effectively give that love to others. And that can look like a ton of different things. Maybe it's taking a break because we're burnt out and we really do need that break. Maybe it's going for a walk instead of studying for that fourth hour in a row. Maybe it's unpacking your biases so we can more accurately see and experience the love in the world. Maybe it's wearing that sweater because it makes you feel good. It could be going to therapy and letting cycles of trauma end with you. It could be taking the long way back to see new parts of town. It could be taking steps to become the version of us that we just reserve for the future, but starting to do that now. Even just saying no to something that we really don't want to do. So yes, I agree with the quote that we heard in the lovely Glee snippet. I think there's something really great about a day where you're just encouraged to lay it all out on the line and say to somebody, I'm in love with you. From this moment forward, 
let us take that brave, magical, transformational, oh, natural step towards love and lay it out on the line and say to ourselves, I'm in love with you. And watch as the love that is so natural to us that we want to give to others builds up and flows out of us with abundance.